Good morning, everyone. This is Bob Pompiani, 1105. We're on the air until 1 o'clock at 412-928-9370. If you're riding around Pittsburgh or anywhere in the listening area, and, and of course with radio.com at, that could be anywhere in the world, you can call here. Love to talk to you about Pittsburgh sports. Matty Ice is behind the ice and the glass, or ice and glass both. <laughs> He's here taking your calls. Call him. You can also tweet me at KDPomp, P-O-M-P, and you can follow us on Twitter at this station, 93.7 The Fan, driven by Shorkey Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, locations in North Huntington and the North Hills. Then you can text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Same number as a call-in line at 928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Well, what would a week go without some drama? And, of course, we had last week when I was doing my interview with Ben Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown, before it ever aired, aired something called Two-Face, which prompted a response by Terrell Edmonds, which I do think was a young kid just liking everything he likes. He wasn't necessarily understanding what it was. I believe that because I think he's a pretty upstanding kid. But it led to more drama. And then last night, Joey Porter decides to come out on the NFL Network and talk about the problems. That's that's not exactly, you know, I get why you want to talk to him, but at the same time, he may have a kind of a different viewpoint. If you remember when Joey Porter was here, Mike Prezuda had a very good column about some of the things that he was trying to do as a defensive uh, linebacker coach, trying to split the offense and defense and create a division, you know, whatever the case. But he goes on last night and said, Ben, apologize too late. Uh, well, listen, I did that interview with Ben, and I know that uh, he made it clear that he tried multiple times, and, and I saw the text that he trying to reach out to Antonio after everything blew up in Week 17, and he never got a response. If you're going to solve problems, you have to be willing to communicate with them and with the person involved, if there was a person. And again, to this day, Roethlisberger still doesn't know what really ticked him off. And quite frankly, a lot of people don't know. So whatever the case may be, um, that chapter's over. I don't like to really talk about it too much because I think now we've heard, I've tried to get in touch with Antonio. I know a lot of other people have. He just doesn't respond. So um, you can sit there behind Twitter and Instagram and keep tweeting and putting on your pictures and whatever. But that doesn't necessarily solve problems if you believe they are solvable or if you want them to be solved. 412-928-9370. The Steelers, though, are going to take a few days off, and then we'll get into it. We'll uh, go along here and ask all of you out there, if you get to a point where you would believe the Steelers are going to be better than where many pick, pick them to end up in the AFC North. That's one show topic down the road. I also want to get into the one that was really trending here the uh, last couple of days, and that's Phil Kessel. Uh, I think everybody knew Jim Rutherford when he saw his team get swept out of the first round of the playoffs. That was unacceptable. Uh, the Penguins expect much more with this roster, with this talent, and quite frankly, they were the more talented team. And yet the Islanders came in and pretty much steamrolled them. And then the Islanders got steamrolled by Carolina, and then Carolina got steamrolled by Boston, and here you go. So how far away are the Penguins? I believe anytime you have a core of the guys they have, you'll be in contention as long as you fill that other vacancies with the right people. Now, they acquired some young talent in the Broussard trade, which I liked. Reports have it, according to Josh Yoey, the athletic, and also uh, I guess it's Russo out of the Minnesota athletic department. It's Jason Zucker and Victor Rosk for Kessel and Jack Johnson. The problem is Phil Kessel has a no-trade clause. It's limited, but he can control. Although you would think that Phil Kessel is from Wisconsin, that would be a going-home kind of deal. They do have some good top-end talent, but the one thing they've needed for a long, long time is just offense, a guy who can generate offense. And you may say whatever you want about Phil Kessel, 
But he plays in every game. He doesn't miss games. And in those games, he normally averages a point a game like he did last year, 82 points, 82 games. So maybe he needs a fresh start that could help him. It certainly did in Pittsburgh. Although you may argue he's not going to a team that had that much top-end talent. Although Zach Parisi is a pretty good offensive talent. They have others there. Uh, But at this point, he, according to reports, seems to be interested in not going back to that And if that's the case, then Jim Rutherford would have to go to a plan B and try to find another suitor. As that goes on, it's been clear that Jack Johnson, you know, they'd like to get rid of the salary. I think they appreciated what he did. It wasn't maybe to the level that they expected. But at the same time, they need to make some changes here moving ahead uh, if ordered to change the result of what they have because they do have a core that's in their 30s. And when that happens, you got to surround them with a bunch of guys who are younger than that who have more energy and more speed than that. And one thing about Jason Zucker, he's a fast dude. Uh, he's got, I think he scored 76 goals uh, in the last three years out there in Minnesota. And he's he's tied to a pretty healthy contract at $5.5 million. So that's another topic. And of course, we'll get into what goes on with the Pirates and his opener. I tweeted as soon as I saw this stuff, I said, close the door on the opener. I'm just not a fan of it. I really never was. I understand desperate times call for desperate measures. But maybe it was more the choice last night with Michael Feliz. The last time we saw him, he's one of those guys, or at least in a critical situation, they had that lead against the Texas Rangers, 6-2, to two, where he, or was that the score? I think it was 6-2. to two. He came in and he walked the bases loaded. He was left in there and he gave up a grand slam to Hunter Pence. Well, last time, last night he comes in, he basically got guys on base, including a walk. He fell behind David Freeze, a grand slam against David Freeze. And taken out. He solves none of your problems. Thankfully for them, Stephen Brault did go a a pretty good distance in 98 pitches. But the problem is they have a doubleheader coming up on Monday. And they don't really know who's going to pitch in that doubleheader. Openers, I'm not a big fan. I think it gets out of control. It wears arms. And when you have a big schedule, it really wears your arms down. But at the same time, it is a problem. It's unfortunate. The, The Pirates keep getting injuries. And I think Clint Hurdle largely has navigated through these injuries very well. But they need some help. Which brings us to... Dallas Keuchel. A little later in the program, he was on with Andrew Filipponi and Chris Muller on the PM show, and he had some interesting things to say, not him, Joe Musgrove, about Dallas Keuchel. Uh, Musgrove is a former teammate of his, uh, and uh, I was driving back from an event, and I heard that, at least a portion of that interview, and I, it was very interesting what he had to say. In the meantime, call 412-928-9370. Jack is first up. He joins us on line three. Hello, Jack. How are you this morning, and happy holiday to you. Hi. It's Jack. Um, what? Why do the Steelers not um, sign like a big time free agent like Eric Berry or Jay Ajayi, like to back up James Conner, or like uh, bring Gerald McCoy in for a visit? I think Jack, what they're doing is they they believe in the guys they drafted. They'd rather have young people who you know they see a work ethic. I think Snell is a guy they really like a lot, and if you watched his career in college, you know. Uh, ask Penn State how good he was when Penn State had to get the ball away from him and they couldn't because he kept running. They knew he was going to run it. They couldn't stop him. Uh, so, you know, the bottom line is I think that's a that's a young back they really like to go along with Connor and don't forget about Jalen Samuels. So they're not going to spend money on that situation. Plus, they are obviously are always up against the cap because they spend a lot on their own current players and guys they want to sign up. Uh, so I don't expect that to happen. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 412-928-9370, our show. As always, a big thanks, a holiday thanks to the people who make it possible. 
and that would be PNC Bank for the achiever in you. Also, Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com. And driven by number one Cochrane, go one better at number one Cochrane. I'm Bob Pompiani. Matty Harkins behind the ice. Give us a call. We're on the air until 1 o'clock talking Pittsburgh sports with you on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back on a beautiful day so far here in Pittsburgh. Bob Pompiani with you. Tune in every night for the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call on Pittsburgh CW and also the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown that comes up on Sunday nights. Show that's been going on for now 23 years, and we're proud of that. So we have a lot of debate on all of the big topics in town. That's every Sunday night. 1135 on KDKA. Let's go to the lines. we got Jordan in Uniontown, PA. Jordan, how are you? I'm good, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate sure, it. Sure, anytime. Uh, just a couple of basketball questions for you. One, do you find Golden State more likable without KD? And secondly, do you think that Toronto would give them a better chance, a better uh, op- opponent in the finals just because of the defense, or do you think that neither the Bucks or the Raptors are, are going to stand a chance? All right, hang on the line, Jordan. I'll get your take, but here's mine. I don't care who wins that series. Nobody's going to be Golden State. Um, and, and I have a lot of respect for the Bucks and Raptors both. I think they have, but they don't have enough. They don't have enough depth in shooting. Uh, all you have to do is look what Golden State did to a real good Portland team without Durant, without Boogie Cousins, without uh, Iguodala in the last game. Those three core pieces that have been there all the way through before Durant got there are still doing their thing in Draymond Green, Clay, and Steph. So... I just don't think there's enough depth. Could it be a tighter series if one wins that series? Uh, I think it would be a tighter series if Toronto wins the way they're playing right now, but I just don't see anyone beating them. And as far as, uh, you know, are they likable, if you live in Golden State, you love them. If you live anywhere else, you hate them. That's just the way it goes, isn't it, Jordan? Because <laughs> they keep winning. I think it's amazing. I, I'm really a fan of teams that are able to stay together, especially when they're dealing with cap issues like a lot of these leagues are today. Well, because – they actually play really good basketball. Like, even though there's a lot of stars on that team, it's very high-quality basketball that they're playing. And I can't figure out why I have this dislike for them. It's almost like I'm rooting against them to lose for no reason. But I do also agree with you. I think Toronto would give them a better matchup. I don't think they could keep up scoring. Um, Kawhi gives me hope. But like I said, I don't think there's enough shooting, enough scoring to stay on pace. Well, they need Kyle Lowry to be everything he can be. Uh, Van Fleet got a, a seven for nine, I think, on threes. They got Lopez who's hitting stuff. They have a lot of guys who are all playing at the very top. They're going to need that and more. And the problem is, is it sustainable? Uh, I don't know. But I, I tell you what, Kawhi Leonard, if you're if you're Greg Popovich, right down Iron San Antonio, you're wondering what you did with that trade. You better believe it. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, thank you, Jordan. Kind of refreshing to get an NBA fan once in a while, but it's interesting. I know. A lot of people don't like watching it. If you did, you'll find that the athleticism and the skill levels is just off the charts. Everyone on the court can do it. 412-928-9370. You got some Twitter in the Twitter mail bag, so you can tweet me at KDPomp. Uh, OZ247 says, Bob, how long is Huntington going to wait to add to his decimated pitching staff when the Pirates hit 15 games below 500? Well, that's a good question, only because you're in a situation where this division, at this point, there's no separation. I still fully expect... Aussie 247, that there are going to be some separation here by somebody. But everyone seems to be struggling. And if you look at the records, they're all bunched together uh, as evidenced by the fact the Pirates are just two games over 500 here as we head into June almost, and they're just three and a half games out. By now, you would expect somebody to be jumping ahead. Uh, but that just has not happened. And as it is right now, the Brewers are really struggling. Uh, the Cubs go up and down, although they put together a hot streak. 
But I think the Pirates need to react. These games are important. Last night was important for beyond wins are wins. But you had your biggest crowd of the year there. It was a showcase game against a really good team that's the marquee team in the National League. And yet, uh, Michael Feliz is the guy coming out. I understand, like I said, with the injuries, that you're left with not much to do. I wonder how these injuries are, where they're coming from. And, and Stratton is another guy who got injured last night. And if he has an oblique, he'll be probably done for a while. We don't know when Kello's coming back. Haven't heard a word. There's nothing about Trevor Williams. What does he have? Is it an oblique? But here you go. You got the Brewers who are right ahead of the Pirates at 29 and 23. The Pirates are 25 and 23. The Cardinals are back at even. They're 500. You know, they're 25 and 25. So this this season has been weird to say the least, but these games are important. And at the end of the year, if you find yourself in a situation where you miss a wild card or two, and I, I just I put meaning in all of these games, which is why I applaud Josh Bell playing as much as he plays. He's not one of these guys who sit around in, in these days off or wants him. And while a manager like Clint Hurl likes to navigate through that and make sure guys are rested because it is a long season, I appreciate guys who play every single day. I will predict for you, though, if Josh goes into some sort of a, a you know a drought where he can't hit and he's struggling, Clint will sit him down. And he'll tell him to sit down just for his own good. So, uh, But so far that has not happened. Which was another interesting topic that we had this week because uh, I threw out a topic that, and I know you can't do this, but it is you know radio talk filler here, so that's what we're doing. Uh, if you had to give an MVP of the National League right now, after April and May, you know who would it be? And you can make a lot of arguments. Christian Yelich has been really, there are only three candidates in my view. Yelich, you know, Cody Bellinger, and Josh Bell. But Bellinger last night, that was only his fourth home run in the month of May. If you'll remember, April was off the charts. He just took the league by storm. He's still hitting well. His production, he only had seven runs batted in coming into last night's game in the month of May. Bell, on the other hand, and my argument against him, if I would choose Bell, which I would do at this point, would be because Bellinger is in a lineup that has a lot of really good accomplished or at least young up-and-coming hitters around him. The Pirates have struggled to find offense consistently from anyone. They've gotten it in spurts, but Bell is the only guy, and they know at times he's not going to be given all the best pitches to hit, and yet he's still putting up you know, numbers that are as big as they are. So uh, he would be my pick. Yelich is certainly a good choice. Bellinger, they're all good choices, but I would go that way until things change. And no, in my view, you don't have to vote for someone only who's on a playoff team. I realize that gets a lot of play by people, but if I'm judging the most valuable, tell me there's someone more valuable than Josh Bell has been to the Pirates because if he's not on that team, I don't know where they are. 412-928-9370, that is the number to call. Let us know. Uh, a lot of people are tweeting about Bartolo Colon. Uh, is he still looking for a job at what age and how much does he wait? You know, he's, he's last I, although I got to give him credit, man. He's, you know, he's able to do some things at his age that I don't see many people more specifically his weight can do and he's done it. So today we got Joe Musgrove, uh, and I want to play something for you from yesterday in the PM team, it, just because it was a kind of a raw opinion about Joe Musgrove who realizes this team has issues with injury, a lot of injury, and there's nothing Sometimes you can do to stop maybe the onslaught of it, although you wonder why there's so many. But he was talking to Andrew Filipponi and Chris Muller about his old teammate, Dallas Keuchel, who continues to sit out looking for the best job. I thought by now he'd get a job somewhere, but he's a Cy Young winner. He's a left-handed. He wants you know market value for what he is, and it would cost the Pirates a 57th overall pick to get him. Why not here? Joe Musgrove, his former teammate, talks about him, and he did it on the PM show. Joe, we started a grassroots movement to get Dallas Keuchel to Pittsburgh. Can you text him or call him and make that happen, please? 
Yeah, man, it seems like it's a good time for it right now. <laughs> Do you but, talk to him still? Like, what's going on there, man? This is crazy. I've, I've, I've talked to him occasionally, not as much um, since I left, but I know it's important for these guys to, you know, to set benchmarks and to make sure that they're getting paid what they deserve. Um, not in a selfish manner, but to kind of pave the way for the guys that are coming after them and that are going to be playing in the future. Um, you know, those guys settle and take lower deals. That kind of hurts the the market for guys that are coming up behind him. So as players, we, we really respect that, um, that he's trying to get what he deserves. I mean, the stuff he did with Houston was incredible. Um, Cy Young winner, Gold Glover. I mean, he's got all kinds of accolades. Um, so I think he deserves to get, you know, what he should when it comes to money. But, you know, the season's ticking away and, you know, the amount of time you have to play and, the, you know, the amount of time that your body's going to hold up to be able to pitch um, is limited. So I would hate to see him sacrifice an entire year and not play at all. But um, I know there's a ton of teams out there that could use another pitcher, including us right now. Um, so I would love to see him over here in, in black and yellow. Send him a postcard from today in Pittsburgh. It's the one nice day we get in the summer. Without <laughs> rain. Yeah, just send. be like, it's like this every day, dude. Trust Joe, me. You know what you should do? You should take a screenshot of Jordan Lyles' ERA and just say, hey, Take a one-year deal from these guys and go right back into free agency. It's funny. We were in uh, we were in San Diego, and that day of my start on Sunday, I was out in the dugout, and I had just walked out at about 12.40 or whatever to get warmed up for the start, and it was pouring rain and overcast and really dark. And Andy Green walked over, uh, Padres manager, and he was talking to Quinn, just said, okay, I want to make sure you guys have enough time to get ready. I want to make sure he's – you know, not going to get hurt out there today because he's not prepared or not warmed up. And I looked at him. I said, Andy, this is this is home field advantage for us, dude. <laughs> Did you tell me how much time your guy needs? <laughs> we do Joe, this every day. Joe, what would it be like? Put yourself in his shoes. You play baseball. You're good at it. You've won a World Series. You've won a Cy Young. And it we're 50 games into a season, and you're unsigned. Like you're so competitive. I can't you. You'd probably be pulling your hair out. I'd be right? pitching to those JUCO kids and just working them over. I wouldn't be letting anybody yeah. get anything. It's different, man. I don't know. It, it all depends on, on who you are and what's really important to you. Um, like I talked about, making sure you get what you're worth, you know, to help out the guys that come after you. I'll never knock a person for taking money. Um, you know, people talk about the Ozzy Albies deal not being a good deal, um, you know, him not getting what he's worth. I mean, that's a lot of money, you know. That's millions and millions yeah. of dollars that he can take care of his family with. So I'll never knock anybody for taking money, whether it's the right amount or not enough. Um, and if I was in Dallas situation, I know it would be killing me more to, to not be on the field than to be, you know, holding out for a couple extra dollars. So I'd, I'd probably be playing by now, but, um, yeah, I can't imagine what he's going through. He's super competitive. Um, and he loves the game of baseball. So I know he's probably going through a tough time right now. See, that was a very refreshing upfront candid interview with a young guy who, who has a lot to say, I think. And, and he's, he's very articulate. He's he's a very good pitcher here. He's been all but two outings, and I look forward to Musgrove going deep tonight. They're going to need that. But, you know, the topic is Geico, uh, Keiko's still out there, and here he is now. We're into almost approaching June, and not one team has signed him. I'm surprised by that. Certainly the Pirates have a need, and you can argue back and forth if it's worth it to do it or not. Now those against will say, well, if you sign him now, he won't even be ready until July, and by then your season may be over, maybe. If your intention is just one year right now and your cost is just a 57th overall pick, that's my question for you right now. Would you be willing to sacrifice a 57th overall pick if you get this guy who's essentially a rental because you're not going to sign him long term, if that's your choice? Uh, If you had intention of signing him beyond this year, then that would be an easy choice for me. 
do it, sign him, get it over with, get him 57th, and move on because the guy's history is just too good. He's a gold glove winner. He's a Cy Young winner. He's a lefty. He can certainly add to this rotation. When it's healthy, it could be a, dom- a dominant rotation. But, you know, if you think that it's not going to make a difference, and maybe they do. Maybe they think it's just not going to make a difference and they're not going to give up a 57th pick. I also think perhaps Neil Huntington is now reevaluating getting rid of good prospects and or higher picks because of what happened in the Archer trade, which leads us to Archer. We're going to talk about him coming up tomorrow as well because he's going to get a, uh, a start tomorrow, and he really needs – you know, everyone talks about this this trade. If this if Chris Archer had been the kind of pitcher that the Pirates had expected when they acquired him, you could have stomached everything that was happening with uh, Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now. But because he hasn't been, that's what really makes it even worse. And I think that's what people are railing about. So I'd like to get your comment on that. It's 412-928-9370. You can also text me at KD Pomp. We have more Twitter questions coming on, and we'll delve into that. Should the Pirates make a concerted effort to go after Dallas Keuchel? There is a report right now out there that the Tampa Bay Rays have inquired, and two other teams apparently have inquired about Dallas Keuchel. He's not the only one. Craig Kimbrell, a good closer, is out there. So I'd like to get your take, and would you be willing to give a 57th pick overall if you knew it was just for one year and you were bringing him in to try to help this situation right now? Call me and let me know. 412-928-9370. want to remind you our show is brought to you in part by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network. Health for all. And we are driven in style with number one Cochran. Go one better at number one Cochran. I'll be back with your take on Dallas Keiko and should the Pirates do it or not. Right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back on a sunny Saturday in Pittsburgh. 412-928-9370. Thanks to our sponsors, who always make it possible, PNC Bank for the Achiever in you, Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, and number one, Cochran, go one better. We have a lot of calls we want to get into, but first one tweet from Pittsburgh Pirates Guru on Twitter, at KD Pompey says, the Pirates gave up a 12th pick for Chris Archer. That's Shane Boz. That's where he was selected. Putting the icing on a cake, making this deal look much worse than it is, and it does right now, and that's a good point. However, uh, we don't know much about Boz other than he was 12th overall, which is why a 57th overall wouldn't buy, wouldn't bother me about Dallas Keiko. How do you feel about that and other stuff? Call me. Let's go to the counselor on the cell phone. Joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hello, counselor. Happy holiday to you. Same to you. Uh, I don't know, Bob. At some point, when do you figure out that the opener uh, experiment is not a good experiment? You know what I mean? When it keeps failing I, over and over. Yeah. yeah, well, that's called definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. The second thing is, you mean to tell me that Mitch Keller is not ready to pitch one game in the majors? I mean, that he was going to be so badly uh, psychologically damaged if he gets beat up that he'll never be able to um, recover from it if he gets beat up. Uh, well, that's a good question. And, and some, his career. some say, Counselor, that happened to Tyler Glass now. And thank you for the call that he was, that that affected him. He came up in his, whatever the reason. Confidence is one of those things. Anyone who plays sports of any kind, you know confidence is big. But you got to have the mental makeup. And I thought Glass now, now if you watch him, he looks as confident as he's ever looked before his injury. Uh, and he discovered something in himself that he did not discover here. However, uh, 
you're right about this. There is no excuse at this point. You got a double header coming up Monday, and at this point, I haven't seen starters. They need someone to get you deeper in the game, and you can't just. You know, I thought a mistake last night was not, and this is why I didn't like to see Liriano pitch in the other game, which was what fourteen to six late in the game after they um, they got six in the bottom of the eighth inning, or so, I can't remember the inning, but it was fourteen to six, and Liriano shows up because I knew they needed an opener. I thought he's more suited. He started. He's had a better year, uh, but they went with Feliz instead, and he's really not had a good year. So that, to me, it was just not a good feeling all the way through. So I would have not pitched Liriano in that game. I would have pitched him last night. But in the case, and listen, they have no choice at this point with what they have on the roster. Hurdle's doing everything he can do. This is why I'm saying at some point maybe they should have reacted to Keuchel earlier than this and just given up. Some say they're afraid maybe of giving up too many. You know, they've given up 12. They're going to essentially three number one picks for Chris Archer. That's that's what that comes down to. So uh, that may have put a bad taste in their mouth. I'm not sure, but they need help. There's no question. And on Monday, if Keller's not starting, I'd be shocked and I'd be disappointed. He and somebody else have got to do that doubleheader in Cincinnati. Let's go to Gus in Center Township. Gus, you are the man. What's up? Every day is a great day for hockey, Bob, and I want to say God bless all the veterans living and deceased that give us the opportunity to talk on this radio station and enjoy the wonderful game of hockey. And, Bob, I hope my good friend from the old days up the airport, EJ, Eddie Johnson, is not listening. But I'm back in the blues a thousand percent, uh, mostly because of uh, our Pittsburgh connection there. And I like what Craig Berube's doing there, and I like what Jordan Bennington's doing there. And uh, lastly, talking hockey, Bob, I hope Mike Lang's listening. He's another old friend from the old days. Uh, I know he's had some struggles with his health. All I want to say is God bless you, Mike Lang. You're one of the best ever, and I hope you're doing terrific. Enjoy this beautiful day, and all the best to you and your family this weekend, Bob. Gus, thank you. Same to you. Good intentions there, Mike Lang. Uh, I text him periodically. Uh, He seems to be doing better. At least he says so, hopes so. Uh, that man is a civic treasure, too, and you don't want anything bad to happen. Hopefully, he's at 100% coming back next year. Let's go to Greg on the cell phone. Greg, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. And, uh, yeah, I want to get to the real rat killing. I was listening to Pony and Mahler yesterday in their interview with, I think, is our ace. And uh, he was wanting uh, Dallas Keuchel to come to Pittsburgh. Yes. Would you well, do that well, for a 57th overall pick? I tell you what, Bob, the old saying is you got to spend a little money to make some money. I heard on your station, it's been a couple years ago, this sports editor, he was saying if Mr. Nutting would just get one or two players, he would get that back in the playoffs. And you know, the Pirates, all they need is maybe one or two to get them into the playoffs. He said it. In return, he, he would make money, even though he— well, I don't think there's any question. Listen, the one thing that's kind of a misnomer about Bob Nutting is his passion to win. I know that he has it. I really do. What I, But you got to back it up. You can't just—you know, and, and I think he saw the return on his investment during that three-game year where they were in the wild-card playoffs. He saw what it meant. He saw what it did for business. He saw what it did for ticket sales and everything else. And if, you're, if you know what drives him, and it is— making profit in business. That's his strength. He saw that, but he didn't follow it up because you're right. There is The problem is a system where you don't know how much you have to spend. The markets sometimes get out of your control. 
That's why the league has let this thing get out completely out of hand, and the owners have to agree with and share some of the blame. Uh, it's not a good league in terms of having equal balance all the way across the board. If you're going to have a league that features an equal chance to win every year, you need an equal chance to spend every year. And you can't, and you have to penalize those who don't. If they go over, they can't afford it. You see it in the NFL all the time. It's the healthiest league going right now. Why? Because everybody, you can go from Browns to first to a Super Bowl. You never know. I mean, they did some things. They spent some money. They got the draft right finally. But the point is, uh, you got to back it up more, and and he should have done more of that last offseason and this offseason. That's my opinion, but maybe he felt he was just going to – and if you're going to rely on the draft, the Pirates have not done a good enough job drafting and developing players, pure and simple. They need more. They need a, a more of a uh, windfall of talent in their minor league system, and we have not seen that on a regular basis. They need to do more of that. All right, we'll continue this going into the next hour. It's 412-928-9370. Again – Thank you to Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, always making a day for us and all of our sponsors. We appreciate that, and we do hope all the veterans out there have a wonderful weekend, and never a day should go by where you forget about the contributions of the veterans, men and women in this society who have done so much to um, give us freedoms that we, I know, many take for granted. You shouldn't, because they're they're not there. They're not free. They cost. They cost somebody some big-time sacrifice for you. So always keep that in mind. Anyway, we're going to have the weather forecast for you coming up here right now, and let's take a look at it. It's brought to you by the KDK Weather Center, and it's warm and humid today with partial sunshine, a couple of strong thunderstorms around late morning and even the evening. It depends on where you are. Storms can flash flood, damaging winds, high today of 83, partly cloudy, warm tonight, only 66 tomorrow. Same kind of thing. Cloudy, some sun, strong thunderstorm possibility High of 79. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Hot air blowing out your vents. Time for an air conditioning tune-up at Sun Chevrolet. They service all makes and models. We're continuing to the next hour. It's 412-928-9370. Hit me up at KD Pump. We'll talk about it right here, right now on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.